Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going bananas on today's commute podcast as Jesse Cole, the top banana with the Savannah Bananas baseball empire, joins us to discuss the franchise's barnstorming professional team. The Bananas launched their world tour earlier this month and are playing before big crowds around the Southeast. Cole shares some of the secrets of the Bananas' success and gives us all a peek into the future of Savannah's namesake baseball team. From SavannahNow.com, this is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Brimmer, opinion editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Jesse Cole and his wife Emily came to Savannah six years ago and launched the Savannah Bananas, bringing baseball back to town after the departure of the city's minor league franchise, the Savannah Sandmats. The Coles have proven to be business wizards, finding unprecedented success with an organization built around a college summer league team but focused on entertainment. This spring, they are taking banana ball on the road with a professional barnstorming team and are converting baseball lovers everywhere. Jesse Cole joins today's podcast to discuss the method behind the madness. First, though, we must pay the bills. And our podcast success is due in part to the support of the commute's presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Let's face it, when it comes to the office environment, we've all been treading water since the COVID-19 outbreak. Now is the perfect time to freshen up the space and the folks at National Office Systems are Savannah's experts in office design and outfitting. They work with top quality suppliers such as Dirt Modular Interiors and Herman Miller Office Furniture to create great workspaces. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's www.natoffsys.com. Now, here's my discussion with the Savannah Bananas, Jesse Cole. Pleased to be joined again on the commute by Jesse Cole of the Savannah Bananas, and it's it's been a while since we caught up. But then again, it's it's March the twenty second, so it would seem a little early to be talking about the bananas, except for the fact that the bananas are no longer just a college summer league baseball team; they are a much bigger entity. And right now, the Savannah Bananas premier team, and I'm going to let you kind of explain a little bit more about that in a minute, uh, are in the midst of their 2022 World Tour, which it's a small world. It's a world you can reach on a bus, but it's obviously a world that is incredibly popular so far. You started in Savannah earlier this month. I think you were in Daytona this week, or am I messing the schedule up? But uh, kind of walk us through what a premier team is and what has the response been as you've gone elsewhere beyond Savannah? Sure. Well, uh, I'll be fired up to be with you, Adam. And, and yeah, we had a vision, you know, when we first came into Savannah was to kind of keep baseball going and, and provide something new and different and unique. And fortunately that worked and we were able to obviously sell it every single game in Savannah with our college summer team uh, up until this past year. And, and we still get that streak going now, but we said, hey, there's other opportunities. There's other opportunities to take this game, this fun to other places. And so we jokingly did a one city world tour in 2021 and went to Mobile, Alabama and sold 7,000 tickets in 24 hours and sold it out. 
And we just kept getting demand about going to new places. And so we developed a professional team, uh, top pro guys, independent guys, guys that have been drafted, played in organizations, and that it's more, there's really no rules other than our own rules, which we, we kind of wrote the new, a new rule book with the banana ball rules and developed a game with two hour time limit and batters can't step out and every inning counts for a point and, you know, no bunting, you can steal first, fans catch a foul ball for an out. And it's taken off more than we ever imagined. So when we announced these uh, seven cities we were going to, uh, every single city sold out on the first day. So we had to add a second day. And now all those second nights have sold out. And so 70,000 tickets, uh, fans coming from anywhere from 30 to 40 states. Uh, tickets are selling on StubHub for two, $300. Uh, the lowest I've seen is going for $90. It's just, it's unbelievable. And uh, it's really taken a life of its own. And we're very grateful because, as you know, six years ago, my wife and I, we had to sell our house, empty out our savings account. We only sold a handful of tickets when we first came to Savannah. And now, fortunately, uh, all over the country, our people are going bananas. Is this sort of barnstorming? We're, yeah, we're the only. Yeah, I mean, we, we get compared is a lot to the future. Yeah, oh, this is banana ball, and our, our touring is the future of the bananas, 1,000%. Yeah. And we're watching it. We're the only touring team, baseball team in the country. We get compared to the Globetrotters, except it's much different. The Globetrotters travel with 30 people. We travel with 110. We bring the full pep band, the male cheerleading team, the breakdancing coaches, the players on stilts, all the characters. And you never know who's going to win. The Bananas lost the last game in Daytona Beach because it's competitive baseball amidst the whole circus. And that's what make it, makes it work. So, yeah, I mean, I see ourselves going to 20, 30 cities next year. Um, I've publicly committed that we're going to sell out Fenway Park within the next five years. And I believe oh, we'll wow. play all over the world. So, How much education does it take with all these different rules and a different look at baseball? Do you spend a lot of time on the front end with your marketing, your promotion, kind of letting the fans know this is what to expect? Or is it they just kind of absorb it as they go? <laughs> we're learning more about education. I mean, I think before every game, we announce the rules. We have all the rules in all of our programs. They're online. But I think it's the same general game. There's, there's three outs. There's three strikes. There's four balls. You know, it's a similar concept. It's just faster, more exciting. And we're playing nine inning games in two hours. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I'm not really as much worried about the education. I just want to make sure fans have a good time. And what we've seen, Adam, it's, it's, it's staggering. We've watched fans in our regular games or in major league games, minor league games. They leave early, sixth inning, seventh inning. We're having 95% or more staying to the end of these games. Okay. And so I always believe if you really like a product, you're going to stay to the end. Yet most people in baseball, they don't stay till the end. So we try to find something that makes them want to stay and experience the whole entire experience as a whole. And that's what's happening. And that's stuff that goes on between innings. That's stuff that goes on during innings. Where, what do you think is, if you put your finger on two or three things that are making them stay, other than the, the short duration, what is it? You never know what's going to happen in a bananas game. So, like, for instance, this past week, we've had a videos on TikTok that have been seen 32 million times. Wow. So we, we hit 1 million followers on TikTok last Sunday. We're at 1.3 million now, which is six or 700,000 more than any Major League Baseball team. Mm-hmm. And what, what those videos, I mean, we have batters coming up I and mean, we had one batter come up and actually do a split in the batter's box, a full split. You know, we have other guys that are literally dancing as they're pitching, guys doing trick pitches between the legs. Bill Lee, the spaceman, 75 years old, striking guys out professionally. When you add all these different things that you've never seen at a baseball field before, it makes you want to say, we can't leave now. You never know what's going to happen next. And we even have surprise fireworks shows when people aren't expecting it. We don't use those to sell tickets because all of our games are sold out. We use them as surprises. So that's part of it. We have a dancing umpire now that does things I've never seen an umpire do, or nor should you see an umpire do during a game. And that's, that's all part of the, uh, 
I think that's all part of the, the strategy is that we really want to create things that are uh, unforgettable for fans. Right. I'm going to get a little wonky here with you and ask is if, if you go into these markets that they don't know who you are, what is kind of the marketing approach? What, how do you approach getting the message out that, hey, we're here, this is who we are, this is why you want to buy a ticket? We spend zero dollars on traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. We spend all of our resources on the experience and entertainment. We have three full-time videographers. We come up with things that, I mean, obviously we gained 300,000 followers just this past week. We didn't spend any marketing dollars doing that. So it's all about creating the demand and the excitement. And so when we come into a market, we announce we're coming in and we've only cho- we've chosen them over a hundred different markets and you can join the wait list. So, you know, when we went into selling tickets in January for all these cities, there was almost 20,000 people on the wait list to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. So no marketing, just letting people know that the bananas are coming um, based on entertaining. And when people go to our website, they see there's the only cities to go to. When we announced we were going to Kansas City to play the Kansas City Monarchs, um, the first night sold out in 16 minutes, 5,000 tickets. So we announced night two, two and a half hours later, those 5,000 tickets for night two sold out. So in one day. So it's all social driven, all digitally driven. Uh, is it... Is it all channels with social media or where are you finding the, the real success in terms of, of promoting who you are and what you're doing? Uh, TikTok's our main platform. I mean, when you have 1.3 million followers, I mean, what we do is it's built for TikTok. It's fun, social content, lots of dancing, lots of trends, lots of crazy shenanigans. Then Instagram, you know, we're at 160,000, which is more than any minor league baseball team as well. And Facebook, over 100. So, you know, those are our main platforms. But, you know, it, it's really just us. We're trying to think of what can we do on a baseball field that's unique fun. It's very simple. Our guideline is make baseball fun. So anything that does that, I mean, we hired, we found a, a bat trickster that can juggle bats and do things with a bat that I've never seen happen. And we found him. He was in, uh, he was up north and we book him to come down every single weekend. We fly him, fly him down to come to uh, our games. We found the dancing umpire on Ellen. They showed him on Ellen DeGeneres. So we fly him in for Texas every single weekend because they add to the show. They create these unforgettable moments. So that's Bill Lee. You know, I called him up in Vermont. We fly him down every weekend to come pitch and be a part of the show. And I think that that's all part of the we're not afraid to go on the offense. And what I mean by that is to invest in unique personalities that fit what we're trying to do, that make baseball fun. And now we've also turned down Cy Young Award winners. We've turned down some of the best baseball players in the country because they don't fit what we're trying to do with the bananas. So it's all part of the strategy to bring the best people, the most talented, entertaining, fun people for baseball to make the game more fun. You mentioned Bill Lee. He's 74 now. He's 75. 75. And is, is he throwing heat? Is he throwing the corkscrews? What's, what's he still got in his arm? He's getting people out is what he's doing. He's getting right. people out. Uh, he's had, you know, last, uh, he had an unearned run on Friday. He struck out a guy on Saturday. He's throwing change-ups, EFIS pitches, curveballs. He's throwing whatever he can get, but he throws strikes. He works fast. And, Adam, we have a new stat called minutes per inning and for pitchers. We want the fastest MPI. And he's consistently putting two, you know, three, four-minute innings. So he's right up there. And I think that's the whole key. I mean, it's, he comes out of the stands. He comes out on banana bikes. He was drinking a beer when we got called him to the bullpen last game. So you never know what you're going to get with Bill Lee, but he competes and gets outs, and it's fun to watch. You mentioned you've had interest from, from others, and they don't necessarily fit what you want to do. I assume you're looking, when you say that, you're talking about people that are out there to have fun and not just out there to, to strut out there and, and kind of feed their ego. Yeah, I mean, we're just we're, we're looking for guys that it's, it's not about them. It's about something bigger than baseball, and that's to create fans' first moments. And, you know, when we were in Daytona Beach this past weekend, 
The line started at three o'clock for a seven o'clock game. And by the time we greeted our fans with our big march, there was 2,500 people wrapped around the stadium, like banging down the gates to come in. And we spent, out, spent our time and high five every fan. We get autographs from the fans. Even one of our players gets his entire jersey signed by kids in the crowd. If you're not about that, if you're not about going into the crowd and giving roses to little girls and dancing and being a part of that experience, then you're not a good fit. It's really not about the baseball. It's about the experience. And that's for the guys, the players, the characters, and the, and the fans. And I think that's why it's resonating with so many people. I mean, I've never seen the response that we got in Daytona Beach. And now we're going to Montgomery this weekend where there's going to be another 2,000 more fans per game. And then we're going to West Palm Beach where we've sold over 7,000 tickets. And that's the home of the Houston Astros and Washington Nationals. And they're saying it's going to be the biggest crowd they've ever had at that stadium. And you got two World Series champions, spring training games, and we're going to draw three to 4,000 more than them. I, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's crazy for me to even think about. I know you got some local folks as well. I think uh, I read a piece about Tyler Pierce, I believe, who... Alex Pierce. Alex Pierce, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a local kid. You'd think I'd know his name. But he he got fan-voted onto the team, right? So yeah. it's it's... You guys are definitely doing... Uh, things quite a bit different when it comes to your tryouts and, and, and building your roster. Everything we do is fans first. Every decision we make is a fans first. I mean, Adam, many people don't know this. So, yes, our tickets, we, we have no ticket fees, no convenient fees. But here's something most people don't know. We pay your taxes. So a $20 ticket is not $28.75 because of the fees and the taxes. We pay all your taxes. When you come to our ballpark with all the food and drinks, we pay all your taxes. When you buy merchandise, a $25 shirt is a $25 shirt. We pay your taxes. We pay hundreds of thousands of dollars of people's taxes. We're the only sports team in the world that's dumb enough to do that. However, we play the long game, and that's what we believe in. And so we believe that's how you create fans because it's very simple. Every decision we make, we ask ourselves, is it fans first? Is it fans first to have a a ticket be $20, be actually $20? Is it fans first for a T-shirt that's $30, be actually $30? The answer is yes. So we find a way to do it. Looking ahead to the summer, the, the, the collegiate team is, is going to continue. You guys have been uh, not only very entertaining, but very good in, in recent years. As you look forward, as you look ahead to this summer, what are you, what are you expecting? <laughs> well, Tyler Gillen's one of the best coaches in America, and he's led us for four years. And that obviously coming off a championship in a 40 and 10 year, it's amazing when you think about it. Over the six years in the Coastal Plain League, we have more wins than any team that's ever played. Like we win more games every single year, two championships, six playoff runs. Um, and when you have fun, you play better. When you have fun, you play better. And we attract over a thousand people that want to play for our team and they come in, they have fun and play in front of sold out crowds and they sign autographs. So I don't put a lot of focus because Gillum is so good at getting the right people. I put focus on again on the fans and the experience, but I'm sure it's going to be another record breaking season. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to try to continue to figure out what can we do that's different and new. You know, I'm, I'm toying with one idea of having dancing with the bananas, like dancing with the stars. Oh, so every, yeah. two, every two weeks you have the players dance with professionals to see what will happen because I think that will add a new level of entertainment to the fans that they haven't seen before. Yeah, you touched on something that I, that I was going to ask about, and that's, and that's recruiting for the summer teams. Players seek you out. Do you guys go and, and seek them out? How does that process work? Yeah, we're fortunate. You know, in the beginning, when we first, when we first named the team the Bananas, we didn't have many people that wanted to play for us at all, let alone <laughs> let alone that we're fans. But uh, now, yes, it's it's over a thousand players reach out. I think it was like twelve hundred this past year, and wow. our coach has relationships, so it's very easy to recruit at this point because of especially the social media following and ESPN and all the big coverage we're getting.
Yeah, because the Coastal Plains League is a respectful league, but the Cape Cod League, I think, is a little bit higher. Uh, from a baseball standpoint, yeah. So obviously they don't they don't have the crowds there, but from a baseball standpoint, is it is certainly a, a higher level. Right, but you do feel that that the the atmosphere and the tone that you set maybe makes a difference with some of these kids in terms of of where they want to play in their summers. Well, it depends on what you want. You know, it depends on what you want. If for for me, if I had opportunity to play in the Cape Cod League or play in Savannah. I would chose Savannah in a second, playing in front of sold out crowds versus playing in front of 400 fans, um, playing and playing with an uh, you know, entire video crew and marketing crew that can share all the things that you do to have all that. I would choose that. But, you know, again, if you want to get seen by more scouts, you go to the Cape Cod League. So it's, it's really there's only so many guys that really get an opportunity to play at the highest level. If you're not if you're on the verge, then I think playing uh, for the bananas would be pretty special. Yeah, scouts versus an influencer. Do you want to, right? <laughs> well, our, we, 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 there. <laughs> we paid our we paid our college players more than any college summer team last year uh, by far because we did the NIL jerseys where each of them had their picture of their face on their jersey and they all got pretty good checks, uh, which you know again no college player uh, was getting at that point from from summer ball. Yeah, you get in ahead of that, uh, get in on the front end of that trend as well. Very interesting. 100%. So. The premier team will wrap up, turn into the summer league team. When does the the, the professional kick back up? Will it be in the fall? Will it be in the spring? What what are you looking at in in the future? It'll be year round. Yeah, I mean the the, the demand and the excitement uh, and the opportunity is huge. Um, we see we're the only ones doing it right now, and and you know we're traveling with a hundred plus people. It's completely unscalable, but that's what makes it scalable because we're doing something that's crazy. And so, yeah, I think we'll have some fall events uh, where we're talking on some pretty big broadcast opportunities for the games to be broadcast. And we've been fortunate to get reached out to by bigger groups and platforms and TV networks than I ever imagined. And so I think there's going to be some big news and big announcements soon involving where we're playing and what we're going to be doing. All right. Just a little rundown of the premier team. They play in Montgomery, Alabama this Friday. It looks like March 25th. Is that right? Friday and Saturday. Yep. Friday and Saturday. West Palm in April. April yep. 1 and 2, uh, Columbus, April 14th and 15th, and Birmingham, the 16th and 17th. Am I on yeah, back, well, back in Savannah, April 8th and 9th before that. Back in Savannah. So that'll be the the last time for the, the this spring's premier team for the locals to see them, right? As far Correct, as yep. Those, those, those tickets sold out in three hours, though, so yeah. those games are completely sold out. Yeah. yeah. Well, before I let you go, I do want to ask you a little bit about Grayson. I know that you guys – uh, secured a deal with Grayson, and time has stood still in my head because of COVID. A couple, was it last year, or the year before? Your tenants in Grayson. Uh, I think Grayson's coming up on a big anniversary, right? What uh, as you look forward to that? Any any news on that? <laughs> yeah, one thing at a time. But yes, 100th anniversary coming in 2026. But we have uh, very big plans for Grayson and Banana Land, as, as our fans call it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, we're going to continue to uh, celebrate the history and, and tra- you know, obviously honor it, but also expand it to be perfect for our brand of baseball. And so there will be some big announcements, hopefully in the next two years. Right, right. Well, all the best to you. Yeah, we certainly enjoy seeing your success here because we can remember when you came to town and uh, there's something special then, but I don't know if we saw this coming, but. All the best. I don't, th- I don't think anybody did. That's for sure. But you guys have been tremendously, tremendous with your support. So thank you so much and and being there. You were the one of the few people to show up to that those launch events. So like no, no fans would show up, but people were like we'll be here just to see if it crashes and burns. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, it hasn't yet. 
That's the that's media. We're looking either for big, big success or big, big failure. We'll take either yeah. one. So uh, you. you've definitely been the big, big success. But thanks so much for joining me today, Jesse. And we'll look forward to talking to you maybe when we crank up for the Summer League team. Thanks, Wyatt. That's all for the Tuesday Commute Podcast. Before I sign off, though, I want to encourage you to support local community journalism by subscribing to savannahnow.com the online home of the Savannah Morning News. You can get all of your bananas coverage right in at savannahnow.com. We talked about Bill Lee. It's a great feature on him in the sports section, savannahnow.com slash sports. Do a web search. You'll find us. We're everywhere. If you care about Savannah, you're going to find it at savannahnow.com. And right now, $1 a month gets you all access for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com slash subscribe now to sign up. Again, that's a dollar a month for the next six months. SavannahNow.com slash subscribe now. Just a reminder that the Bananas Jesse Cole is just the latest Savannah newsmaker to make a guest appearance on The Commute. For more, check out The Commute archives by searching The Commute with that Savannah opinion. You go in there, you, you can hear interviews with the uh, St. Patrick's Day Grand Marshal. You can hear interviews with uh, Chief Minter, Van Johnson, just it, there's a wealth of uh, Superintendent Ann Levette. It, you could you could have a field day just by digging into those archives and looking through there, and you know washing the dishes like I have to at night. It's just good to get 15, 20 minutes of conversation about local issues, and that's what we deliver through the commute. Anyway, the commute returns Thursday when City Talk columnist Bill Doors makes his semi regular appearance. This time to talk about the St. Patrick's Day reset. We'll talk to you then. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.